It's all quiet in the underground bunker. Doors closed, locks bolted. But the great one isn't just resting on his laurels. He's making sure your weekend is even better by giving you his best. This is the best of Mark Levin. Joe Biden has announced a cancer moonshot on the 60th anniversary of JFK's moonshot speech. Cancer moonshot. Both my parents died of cancer. I know a lot of you know people who've passed from cancer, or you may actually have cancer. It's a horrendous disease. The problem is it's got a thousand personalities. It's like a centipede. There's different kinds of cancers and so forth and so on. So I would just say this. The cancer moonshot. I suspect under Joe Biden is just another speech. I don't think it'll go any better than the virus moonshot where he completely bungled, completely bungled COVID-19. I don't think it'll go any better than the way he and his party run our classrooms in this country, which is disastrous, what's happening to our kids. They're not getting educated. The blaze, recent tests indicate the pandemic school closures sought by teachers unions have horribly impacted kids. It's impacted them psychologically, it's impacted them socially, and it's impacted them in terms of gaining knowledge. Correlations were observed between closures and the significant spike in mental illness, suicide, obesity, and diminished immune systems. In Washington, data released regarding standardized test scores indicate a significant drop in proficiency rates between 2019 and 2022, reported by WTOP. More. 10% decrease in math proficiency between 2019 and 2022 for at-risk students. A 6% decrease in English language arts proficiency for at-risk students. That proficiency in math dropped across all grade levels. That black and Hispanic students saw the largest drop in proficiency on English language arts tests. Over 2,200 students were proficient in English language arts in 2019, were no longer proficient this year in a test that was done. Over 3,700 students were proficient in math in 2019, but they were no longer proficient in 2022. This is in Washington, D.C. The deputy mayor for education said these results are very sobering and underscore the urgency with which we've been working for the past two years. But it's not limited to Washington. The Associated Press reports math and reading scores for American nine-year-olds fell precipitously during the first two years of the pandemic. Reading scores saw their largest decrease in 30 years. Math scores underwent the first decrease in the history of such trends. The average nine-year-old's math score dropped by seven percentage points between 2020 and 2022. The average reading score dropped by five points. According to Daniel McGrath, 
Associate Acting Commissioner of the NCES Testing Service. These are some of the largest declines we've observed in a single assessment cycle in half a century. While regions in the Northeast and Midwest fared worse than schools in South and West, the decline in academic ability was universal. Meanwhile, Randy Weingarten of the AFT, the president, she insisted on shutdowns. She prolonged the shutdowns. She worked with the CDC that perverted the science to accommodate the teachers' unions because they are a huge, huge political force with massive resources on behalf of the Democrat Party and especially Biden, which is why they want to push parents out of the classroom. The Foundation for uh, Economic Education, Kerry McDonald, noted that even when ordered back to work, now unions have compelled their members to refuse. And so all over the country now, beginning of the school year, as school starts, we have clusters of teachers' unions threatening to strike if they don't get massive pay increases. Threatening to strike. Whomever it was that gave teachers the right to unionize public officials, public uh, service individuals, did a grave disservice to the students of America in this country with this shakedown operation where the vast majority of all the political money, over 90 cents on the dollar, goes to the Democrats. It is a self-fulfilling operation. And then they raise your taxes and you pour it into the system. Merit is thrown out the door. How dare you? Tradition is thrown out the door. It's all thrown out the door. Now, Joe Biden hasn't done a thing to help any of this because these are his political, if you will, militia in many ways. They pay for them. They bought and paid for them. Like the mob. Biden and the Democrat Party operate like the mob. And so now he's telling you a cancer moonshot. Ladies and gentlemen, they just passed a bill where they're spending $350 billion on so-called climate change. That is to destroy our energy independence. Tens of billions of dollars are being sent to left-wing groups to work against you in every respect. In every respect. Hundreds of billions of dollars have been wasted in COVID spending and school spending and other forms of spending. Hundreds of billions of dollars. And the same administration is going to have a cancer moonshot. The people who are going to figure out how to deal with cancer are always the same people. They're not politicians and they're not bureaucrats. They're people who work quietly, who don't make a fortune, tend to wear white jackets, and they're working in laboratories. But Joe Biden has taken steps to ensure that solutions to cancer are going to be much more difficult to develop, or heart disease, or diabetes, or anything else for that matter. Now, what did he do? 
come 2026, there's going to be price controls on drugs. Price controls on drugs. Who do you think develops the new medicines for cancer and all these other illnesses? Drug companies, who you're supposed to hate, just like you're supposed to hate oil companies. In any other company, only the government. Only the government has good intentions. So by putting price controls on these drug companies, large, small, medium-sized companies, he has killed research and development funding. He has killed capital investment. And so these new drugs that are already in the works, yes, they'll come out one day. But after that, not many. That's why you don't see many new drugs coming out of Europe or so many other parts of the world. Because they have universal health care insurance. That doesn't improve medicine. It's the distribution of dollars. That's what insurance is. It's the distribution of dollars. But if you impose controls, like they're doing, on our American pharmaceutical companies, then you're not going to get new, new medicines other than what's already in the pipeline for cancer, for heart disease, for diabetes, or anything else you can think of. It's not going to happen. So he starts yelling at the top of his lungs after he shuffles to a microphone and speaks gibberish after he attacks Americans who don't agree with him. There will not be any great triggering of new investment or anything of the sort when it comes to cancer, thanks to Joe Biden, among others. Mark Levin. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in America with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, much, much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. My wife Julie and I decided it was time to add more flowering trees to our landscape, and Fast Growing Tree was a great resource for us. A large selection and no hassle ordering or shipping. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on selected plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEVIN at checkout. L-E-V-I-N. Now that's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code LEVIN at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code L-E-V-I-N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit FastGrowingTrees.com for details. Making your weekend even better. This is the best of Mark Levin. You know, folks, it's perfect. Over the White House, Joe Biden and the Democrats, the Democrats who are now telling you they don't want to campaign with Joe Biden, every one of which, every one of which, voted for this phony Inflation Reduction Act, $800 billion, 
on top of the student loan giveaway up to a trillion dollars, according to University of Pennsylvania. They're having a party there as I speak. They're celebrating what they did. They're praising themselves. And Joe Biden today, I'll play some of it if we have time, praising himself. Talking about how he's tamed inflation. More to do, of course. How he's tamed inflation. How he's the first to control big pharma. And by the way, those price caps don't even kick in for four years. But he's trained. He's, uh, he claims that he's controlled now big pharma. And of course, what this means is after the next three, four, five years, when new medicines are, are to come out on cancer and so forth, new medicines won't be coming out after that period of time. But they are celebrating. I just want you to know. And this is what I meant the other day when I was on with my buddy Bongino on his show Saturday. I said, this is like Animal Farm. And at the end of the book, the pigs at the table are the Democrats. It's not hard to spend money, ladies and gentlemen. It's not hard to go into debt. And spending money and printing money and going into debt is what causes inflation. Not trade unions. Not businesses. Not consumers. Not the American people, your government. It's very simple. There's nothing complicated about it. When you spend like this, you create inflation. When you keep spending like this, you create stagflation. And if it keeps up, you create a depression. The Federal Reserve is trying to control the flow of money from a monetary position. You have monetary and fiscal. From a monetary position. It can't keep up with the record spending that's taking place in the Democrat-controlled Congress with Joe Biden as president. It can't keep up. On September 21, or soon thereafter, it's going to raise interest rates by another three-quarters of a point or a full point. And it's probably going to do this three more times this year, driving up the cost of money because the Democrats keep printing it. And as I explained months ago, you have the monetary side, the Federal Reserve, trying to control the inflation rate, you have the fiscal side, Congress and Biden, who keep printing money and spending and creating debt. This is a big deal. So tonight, they're having a party over at the White House. Democrats, Democrat staffers, White House staffers, the president. I call them the let-them-eat-cake Democrats. They're very happy with themselves. Why? Because more and more power comes into Washington. 
more and more control over the private sector, more and more control over your lives. But you're paying a price for these so-called freebies. This is a massive tax increase across the board that affects everybody, regardless of who you are, regardless if you're a part-time, full-time worker, if you're a small businessman, big businessman. It doesn't matter what you earn. Over at CNSNews.com, Terry Jeffrey. The Consumer Price Index report released today by BLS, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, showed that prices on all items in the United States increased by 8.3% from August 2021 to August 2022, with the price of gasoline rising 25.6%, the price of electricity rising 15.8%, and the price of food rising 11.4%. The report indicated that the 11.4% year-to-year increase in the price of food was the highest in 43 years. All of this was avoidable. All of this was man-made. All of this was done by the Democrats. The food index continued to rise, increasing 0.8% over the month, one month to the next. As the food at home index rose 0.7%, said the report, The food index increased 11.4% over the last year, the largest 12-month increase since May 1979 when Jimmy Carter was president. Overall, the price increases from August to August were slightly less than the increases from July to July. The all-items index increased 8.3% versus 8.5%, but they were supposed to go down a lot. Now, why? Because the price of gasoline went down. So what gives? The price of everything else is going up. The price of fuel, August 2021 to 2022, is up 68.8%. Other motor fuels, 53%. Eggs, up 40%. Margarine, up 40%. Airline fares, up 35%. Utility pipe gas, like natural gas, up 33%. Milk, up 17%. Chicken, up 17%. Bread, up 16%. Potatoes, up 15.2%. Rice, up 13%. The single biggest year-to-year price increase was for fuel oil. Fuel oil, which increased almost 70%. The second, other motor fuels, which increased 53%. The third, eggs, which increased almost 40%. The fourth, margarine, up 40%. The fifth, airline fares, because of fuel prices. Up over 33%, 33.4%. The sixth for utility pipe gas service increased 33% year over year. The price of bread jumped 16.2%. And you know, chicken, potatoes, rice. Price of baby food jumped 12.6%. This is not due 
to employers or executives making millions. This is not due to trade unions. This is not due to consumers like you. Washington did this. The government did this. That is, the Democrats did this. And they're having a Roman-like party at the White House. Filling their faces with food at your expense. With booze at your, your expense. Cake. The let them eat cake crowd. I don't know what it's going to take to have our overwhelming victory in November. I don't know what it's going to take. Everything that's going up should be coming down, and everything that's going down should be going up. I don't know what it's going to take. Everything you look at is in extremis. Everything. Inflation. Recession. I say it's stagflation. I've been right all along. The border. What's happening to communities in this country? Law enforcement is overwhelmed with the open border. School districts are overwhelmed. Hospitals are overwhelmed. And even more. And the language that comes out of the Democrat Party and Joe Biden. Trashing. They're not trashing half the country. They're trashing two-thirds of the people. Not that two-thirds of the people voted for Donald Trump. But two-thirds of the people did not vote for Joe Biden. He's trashing anybody who disagrees with him. That's what he's doing. You're fascists if you don't agree with him. And yet, who's the real fascist with the executive orders? And look at them, the Democrat Party. At the White House. Having a grand old time. While so many of you have to make ends meet. I heard it said today, for the average family, you're losing almost $500 a month. That is, you're, <coughs> you're paying almost $500 a month more. More than you otherwise would be paying. That's a lot of money for a lot of families in America. And there's your tax. There's your tax. The Democrat Party tax. But the party's happy because the party's more powerful, because they're going to hire their almost 90,000 IRS agents. They're doing everything they want to do and everything they can do to empower themselves in the time that they have left. You must crush them in November at the ballot box. If you have early voting, you must crush them. They're destroying our classrooms. They're destroying citizenship. They're destroying our currency. They're destroying our constitution. And destroying your way of life. If you don't stop them at the ballot box, there's no stopping them. Mark Levin. You're listening to the best of Mark Levin. You know, folks, aren't you sick and tired of this president lying to you? 
You see the prices at the grocery store. You see many of the shelves at the grocery store. There's still not enough baby formula there, but the media is not covering it. And other things are starting to disappear. And then we have a potential U.S. rail strike. Reuters, the White House, today made contingency plans seeking to ensure deliveries of critical goods in the event of a shutdown of the U.S. rail system, while again pressing railroads and unions to reach a deal to avoid a work stoppage affecting freight and passenger service. Does anybody remember any of this happening during the Trump presidency? A possible railroad strike? Supply chain issues? Does anybody remember this? Wide open borders and all the consequences from that? I mean, gasoline was low and plentiful. I mean, what's going on today is man-made. It's made by the Democrat Party. They have absolutely no compassion despite all their propaganda, the propaganda of their surrogates in the media, the corrupt media. They don't give a damn about you. They are parting tonight. Joe Biden is flying back to Delaware for one hour and flying back at a cost of nearly $200,000. Do you know why he's doing it, Mr. Producer? Because he forgot to vote last week. He's doing his early voting in, in the Delaware primary tonight. Where they're voting today, tonight. So he flew back to vote. This is how callous they are. That's your money. There's a half a million dollar wall built around his home in Rehoboth Beach. One of his many estates. You paid for that too. You paid for his effort to buy votes with young people with the damn student loan crap. And the the sickening irony is your kids and grandkids are going to be paying for that for generations. He's the opposite of Robin Hood. He's just a hood. You cannot trust this man, and he lies all the time. You know what the price of fuel is. You know what the price of bread is. You know whether it's easy or difficult to find a certain food. You see what's taking place with rent, with interest rates, and all the rest. All of this was avoidable. All of it. And it's going to get worse. Because much of the money they have passed on spending, even COVID-19 months ago, hasn't been spent yet. So it hasn't worked its way into the economy. The last $1.8 trillion they voted on two weeks ago, another $1.8 trillion with the student loan and the Build Back Better crap. That hasn't worked its way into the economy yet. Can you imagine all these trillions floating around in the economy? And what happens is, what happens is, prices go up. There's too much paper. In effect, that's what it is, but too much paper. Now, the only people who can print money, or the equivalent of it today, digital, but you get my point, who can print money, are the feds. States can't do it. You can't do it. Big oil can't do it. Big tampon can't do it. Trade unions can't do it. Nobody can print money but the feds. And now you're facing these problems. You know, our farmers told us three months ago, 
We can't plant as much as we planted a year ago. It's approximately 20% less. When they start harvesting, and what happens is less food shows up at your grocery store, your supermarket, you're going to see the consequences then. It'll be after the election. And now no doubt he'll blame Putin. This is very, very important to understand. And you need to understand, you in the states that have Senate races, and all of you have House races, every Democrat voted for this. Every single one. Every one of them. Every single one of them running around claiming to be moderates. Or we don't want to talk about Joe. They don't want to talk about Joe. Talk about them. They did this to you. They did it to you. This was unnecessary. And at the same time, Biden's trying to take out Trump. I'm not buying this anymore that it's coming up from the bottom up. I think Biden is a, is a corrupt, hack politician. He spent his whole life in Washington. He became a multimillionaire using his, his son, his doped-up son, his porno son, as the front man. And they got millions and millions and millions, as Peter Schweitzer says, that family's gotten over $30 million from these governments, including the communist Chinese. Do you think this guy, Biden, who's always wanted to be president, who will do anything to hold on on to power, who will trash you as fascists, do you think he's going to sit there with his big fat mouth closed when he has the power of the Department of Justice? Why do you think Merrick Garland hasn't recused himself? Why do you think Merrick Garland hasn't recused himself? So he can have his hand in this. So he can very carefully watch. Because they want to take out Trump. It's that simple. It doesn't matter. Papers, classified. It doesn't matter. January 6th, 40 subpoenas. 140 subpoenas, whatever the hell it takes, whatever it takes. I want you to listen very, very carefully. Joe Biden is a pathological, serial, unhinged liar. Unhinged. And I want you to listen to this. This is today. Cut 17, go. With this law, the American people won and special interests lost. Say it again. The American people won and special interests lost. Folks, we're going to lower prescription drug costs, lower health insurance costs, lower energy costs for millions of families. I want to take the most aggressive action ever, ever, ever to confront the climate crisis and increase our energy security ever in the whole world. And that's not hyperbole. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. It's not hyperbole. It's a fact. Boy, we have a man who is so mentally ill. Cut 18. Go. This bill will lower the deficit. This bill alone is going to lower the deficit by $300 billion over the next decade. There's not a single 
reputable economic modeling organization. I looked all day. University or typical experts in this field who believe that to be the case. Not one. Not one. Go ahead. Because it's going to charge, pay less for prescription drugs. The prescription drug thing kicks in in four years. That's number one. And number two, we've discussed this at length. If you put a cap on the price of uh, McDonald's hamburgers, McDonald's is going to go out of business, and they're not going to be selling hamburgers anymore. And the development of drugs are a lot more complicated than flipping hamburgers at McDonald's. You look at rent controls all over the country. Look at them in New York, among other places. And see how that impacts. How that impacts the market. Go ahead. Bob. The $350 billion will reduce the deficit my first year. $350 billion reduction. Nobody agrees with that. Nobody. 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 Unless these 87,000 IRS agents he hires report to Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, and he unleashes them on all your bank accounts, on all your pensions. Go ahead. And for this, for this fiscal year, a trillion five hundred billion dollar reduction in the deficit. Nobody knows where he gets that from. How do you spend trillions more than anybody in human history and reduce the deficit by one and a half trillion dollars? Math was not his big subject. Of course, nothing was his big subject. But how do you do that? You don't. Go ahead. So I don't want to hear it anymore about big spending Democrats. We spend, but we pay. No, you don't. All right, let me prove to you what a complete and utter liar this man is. We used to do this in the past, but a reminder is necessary right now. We're less than 60 days before an absolutely historically crucial election. NBC News, 1987, cut 20, go. While at Syracuse Law School, Biden was involved in a plagiarism incident. He quoted five pages of someone else's work without proper citation. He was given an F, but appealed to the faculty and allowed to repeat the course. He got a B. This comes in the middle of another controversy about plagiarism in Biden's campaign speeches. Today, he dismissed charges that he routinely adopts phrases from other politicians' speeches, called it much ado about nothing. Essentially, Biden said, everyone does it. The notion that every thought or notion or idea you have to go back and find and attribute to someone, I think is, quite frankly, uh, ludicrous. But to the political community in Washington, it all seems of a piece. Plagiarism at law school, plagiarism on the stump, for example. But this standard is not a measure of how we can evaluate the condition of our society. It cannot measure the health of our children, the quality of our education, the joy of their play. This is how it sounded when Robert Kennedy said those words in 1968. If the gross national product does not allow for the health of our children, the quality of their education, or the joy of their play. Biden gave Kennedy no credit. He did the same with Neil Canuck, who was the head of the Labor Party in Britain. See, then we had a real media, not just Trump haters, who all need uh, psychiatric exams. Then in 1988, 
There was this. Cut 21, go. I, I think I probably have a much higher IQ than you do, I suspect. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. In the first year in law school, I decided I didn't want to be in law school and ended up in the bottom two-thirds of my class and then decided I wanted to stay, went back to law school, and in fact ended up in the top half of my class. I won the international moot court competition. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only need 123 credits, and I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like, Frank. Do you realize everything he said there was a bald-faced lie? I'm telling you, he's sick. But he's always been a mental case. It's unbelievable. Every single thing he said there is a lie. A provable lie. But we don't need to go to ancient history. We can go to more more recent history. Just in the last 10 years or so. Cut 22 ago. And it happens to be, as Barack says, a three-letter word. Jobs. J-O-B-S. Jobs. I mean, you got the first sort of mainstream African-American yeah. who is articulate and bright and... We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. And you don't know my state. My state was a slave state. My state is a border state. My state is the eighth largest black population in the country. My state is anything from a northeast liberal state. I, I'm not going to be a mule. I, I, I'm, I, I got something to do. I got to go do boom, boom, boom. Chuck Graham, state senator's here. Chuck, stand up, Chuck. Let him see you. Oh, God love you. What am I talking about? I tell you what, you're making everybody else stand up, though, pal. Thank you very, very much. I tell you what, stand up for Chuck. A man who will be the next president of the United States, Barack America. His mom uh, lived in uh, in Long Island for 10 years or so. Uh, God rest her soul. And uh, um, although she's, wait, your mom's still, your mom's still alive as your dad passed. God bless her soul. Because we cannot get reelect, we cannot win this reelection. Excuse me, we can only re-elect Donald Trump. At any rate, uh, the fact is that uh, um, I already forgot what the hell I was going to say. I want to be clear, I'm not going nuts. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with, uh, with uh, I don't know. Uh, and to get hot, I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They'd look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. Kleptocracy and the guys who are the kleptocracies. (laughs) We the people. That's how our constitution starts, the declaration. Somewhere between 700 billion and a trillion, 300 million billion dollars. We'll always honor the bravery and selfishness, selflessness. Now, when President Harris and I. 
And it goes on and on, a liar, a mental midget, utterly unhinged. And now he's in charge of the economy, and the border, and our national security. Folks, you were fooled once by the media, by the labor groups, by the billionaire businessmen, by the Democrat Party. They all came together. We read that piece where they were bragging. Well, now we're not fooled anymore. This man needs to be sent back to Rehoboth Beach, where he can have a restful few years as the mental midget that he is. Mark Levin. The Great One makes your weekend even better. This is the best of Mark Levin. The Democrats pretend that they're all for fair and open elections. That they accept the results of elections. The Democrats are crooked, they are corrupt, and they are cheats. That's the way the Democrat Party has been since its founding. Crooked, corrupt, cheats. Lyndon Johnson, John Kennedy, just to name two. But let's talk about now. Let's talk about now. They spend millions and millions of dollars interfering in the Republican primaries to try and nominate individuals they think they can beat. I don't think they'll beat them, but that's not my point. Their goal is to try to nominate the Republicans that they claim to want, right? The Democrats don't have to fear that from the Republicans. The Democrat Party has a hitman, a slip-and-fall, ambulance-chasing lawyer, in my humble opinion, by the name of Mark Elias, who organizes scores and scores of litigators in various localities and states to go to court to change the election laws to improve the chances for the Democrat Party. And they're very careful about the kinds of cases they bring and where they bring them. And that was a problem in 2020 as well. The Democrats. The biggest dirty trick in electoral history was Russia collusion, the Russian dossier. And of course, none of that is talked about as election interference or anything of the kind, right? And yet that's exactly what it was. And they had the benefit, of course, of the FBI, the intelligence agencies, and the media. The Democrats denied that they lost the race for governor in Georgia. The Democrats denied that they lost the presidential race in 2000, 2004, and 2016. The Democrats are at war with the Electoral College. The Democrats do not want voter registration enforced, that is the voting rolls. They do not want voter ID. And they've come up with one cockamamie scheme after another, put it in a bill, called H.R. 1 some time ago 
to try and forever change our election laws to ensure that they never lose an election. They want to add two more states to the Senate. So they have four new Democrats and again can never be in the minority. And they talk about the Republicans and they talk about MAGA and they talk about conservatives not accepting the election process, not accepting the results. And the Democrats, they never stop. There's a story in the Washington Examiner by Byron York, chief political correspondent. We've touched on this before, but it's very important. The Democrat Party under Biden is now using the government and including the Department of Justice to try and influence the outcome of the next election. Joe Biden's secret voter plan is the title. I don't think they can dismiss Byron York as a uh, Yahoo. He said it was terribly big news in March 7, 2021. President Joe Biden, then less than two months in office, signed an executive order, quote, promoting voting rights, unquote, in the words of the Washington Post, to, quote, make voting easier, unquote, in the words of the New York Times. Both papers played the story as a modest Democratic measure to push back against Republican efforts to roll back voting access, as the Washington Post put it and to counter former President Trump's months-long assault on the voting process, as the New York Times said. Executive Order 14019 directed what is known as an all-government initiative, meaning Biden ordered all federal agencies and departments to be involved to increase voter registration among groups that have been historically part of the Democratic coalition. Quote, black voters and other voters of color have faced discriminatory policies and other obstacles that disproportionately affect their communities, the order said. Now, this is odd, first and foremost. Since most minority communities are run by minorities, not all, but most. The city councils and the mayors and so forth. These voters remain more likely to face long lines at the polls and are disproportionately burdened by voter identification laws and limited opportunities to vote by mail. Now, it was standard Democratic boilerplate, mostly false. Democrats have long pushed the voter suppression story, even as data showed it was a myth. But March 2021 was the month in which the Georgia legislature, controlled by Republicans, was debating a new voting law, and Biden and other Democrats were making hysterical, over-the-top pronouncements about Jim Crow 2.0. Maybe they believed it. Maybe they didn't. The goal was to pass two bills that were at the top of the Democratic agenda in Washington. The so-called Freedom to Vote Act and the so-called John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. Together, the bills, if passed and signed into law, would have nationalized elections and remake voting laws on terms favorable to the Democratic Party. But Democrats, barely in control of the Senate, could not pass such a baldly partisan bill without some Republican support, and there was none. So the executive order would have to do to send home the message of voting rights and to give press coverage a historical civil rights setting. Biden rolled out the order on the anniversary a Bloody Sunday in a taped message to be played at the Martin and Coretta Scott King 
excuse me, Unity Breakfast in Selma, Alabama. But the order itself, according to the media coverage, didn't do much. The New York Times said the executive order is pretty limited in scope, reported CNN, actually. The executive order is relatively limited in scope, said the New York Times. Calls upon officials at federal agencies to study and potentially expand access to voter registration materials, especially those with disabilities, incarcerated people, and other historically underserved groups. It also orders a modernization of the federally run vote.gov website to ensure that it provides most up-to-date information about voting in elections. But the order does not directly address efforts by many Republican-led state legislatures to restrict voting, including measures that would roll back the mail voting established in many states during the pandemic. Now that is a quote from the New York Times. It all sounded like a partisan but relatively weak move. But there were still questions. Did we know the whole story? What would Executive Order 14019 actually do? Yes, the order was filled with platitudes, but... What concrete actions would result? Republicans had reason to be suspicious, in part because the voting measure fit into a pattern. Democrats, frustrated by their inability to pass top priorities in Congress, turned to executive authority to do as much as they could without the bothersome process of legislating. Biden's executive order directed the heads of all federal agencies to send the White House, quote, a strategic plan outlining the ways identified under this review that the agency can promote voter registration and voter participation. That could mean anything, especially when one considers it would be devised and enforced by Democrats angry that they were not able to win the passage of their voting scheme on Capitol Hill. The public needed to know what was going on. After all, there's no public concern more important than the issue of elections and voting. On July 30, 2021, a little over two months ago, actually a little, about six weeks ago, a conservative but nonpartisan think tank called the Foundation for Government Accountability sent a FOIA request to the Justice Department asking for documents showing how the department is complying with Biden's order. The foundation was particularly interested in the specific plan the department came up with, What was the Department of Justice actually going to do to implement the president's wishes? It said, please provide your agency strategic plan development pursuant to President Biden Executive Order 14019, outlining ways you identified for your agency to promote voter registration and voter participation. The Justice Department's answer was nothing. So a year passed. The Justice Department did not turn over a single document. So the foundation went to court, and as a result, a federal judge ordered the Justice Department to turn over the material. The judge set a deadline of September 8, 2022, just a few days ago. The Justice Department waited until the last day and turned over next to nothing. It sent a batch of emails and a few documents that turned out mostly to be staffers corresponding with each other over who would be present at which meeting. Most importantly, the Department of Justice refused to turn over its strategic plan. None of it. This is what the chief of the Freedom of Information branch of the Civil Rights Division told the foundation, and I quote, After review of the Civil Rights Division documents responsive to your request, the division has identified 15 pages of material 
representing the strategic plan for the implementation of Executive Order 14019, promoting access to voting. I have determined these materials are to be withheld in full, pursuant to Exemption 5 of FOIA, which pertains to certain inter- and intra-agency records protected by civil discovery privileges. In this instance, the deliberative process and presidential communication privileges. To withhold the plan, then, the Justice Department relied on what has long been called the most abused exemption, Exemption 5 of the Freedom of Information Act. This incredibly large cutout is often called the withhold it because you want to exemption, wrote journalist and FOIA advocate Nate Jones in 2014. According to statistics compiled by the Associated Press, Exemption 5 use is at an all-time high. Even though later reform reduced its use a little, Exemption 5 is still an indispensable tool for administrations seeking to hide what they are doing. So the strategic plan, the document that would give the world some information on what the administration is doing to enact Biden's order, remains a secret. But that's not all. The Justice Department is withholding lots of other information. For example, an April 1, 2021 email from the White House to about 30 officials discussed an interagency policy meeting that would take place on April 9. The email included apparently a list of questions and topics to be discussed. Quote, please note that the questions below and the topics we plan to cover in this meeting relate to the provisions of the executive order applicable to all agencies, the White House wrote. And what were the topics? We don't know. Because the Justice Department blacked them out, citing, again, deliberative process privilege. There was another section apparently listing some suggested reading called read-aheads, and the DOJ blacked that out, too. There was a section titled Agenda. Well, guess what? Justice Department blacked it out. Fast forward to a May 13, 2021 email describing a May 21 meeting. Quote, below please find the agenda for the May 21 interagency meeting, it read. And what was the agenda? It was all blacked out. Deliberative process privilege, they claim. One July 9 email to Pamela Carlin, a Stanford University professor, who was at the time on leave serving as an assistant attorney general in the Civil Rights Division, began, Hi, Pam, I looked at the... And after that, it was all blacked out. Deliberative process privilege. A later email contained 10 full pages, all blacked out. Remember, the main concern of the Foundation for Government Accountability is the Biden administration is using the power of the federal government for partisan political purposes to influence elections. There are also fears the administration might be taking on a federal law in elections that the Constitution gives to the states. The American people deserve to know if the Biden administration's unprecedented action is fair and nonpartisan, or if it's designed to help one political party the over, uh, over the other, said Taryn Bragdon, head of the foundation. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? The Department of Justice, the most politicized Department of Justice in American history, is at it again. They are interfering with this election in 2024 or they wouldn't be censoring and covering up all this data, now would they? Mark Levin. We're giving you nothing but the best, the best of Mark Levin. Biden's numbers are still on the toilet. 42% approval. 
just so you know. What is the purpose of immigration? What is the purpose of immigration? And what's been the purpose of immigration in the past? You have a country, the United States of America. You have citizens. Citizens are supposed to be represented by the people who seek to represent them and get elected. It is the job of those who are elected to represent the citizenry and the best interests of the citizenry. The people who are here now in the United States. That is not happening. That hasn't been happening for a long time. What is happening now is the the ruling class has a complete disconnect from the American people. And what they are doing is trying to change the country. Now they have various motivations. The Democrat Party feels this is political. The media are all for it. If you state the obvious, why do we have open borders? What exactly is the purpose? And you explain that the purpose is to change the makeup of the country because that's what open borders do. That is, non-citizens coming into the country. You're accused of weird things like replacement theory. I never heard of replacement theory until the Democrats kept spouting it because they embrace it. There's a piece out today about how Texas is now the majority population in Texas is Hispanic, not Caucasian. I didn't write the article. The media wrote the article, and a liberal media outlet at that. I didn't track it. The United States Census Bureau tracked it. I'm just looking at it. So if I acknowledge what's obvious, the federal government's putting out the numbers, the media's putting out the numbers, the border's open and it's inexplicable, what am I supposed to conclude? Now that doesn't mean it will work as the Democrats want That doesn't mean there won't be backlash. That doesn't mean that all the people coming into the country want to vote Democrat at this point. They see what a a destructive, menacing, criminal, corrupt force the Democrat Party has become. But it is what it is. We have a president of the United States who refuses to go to the border, whether it's Texas or New Mexico or Arizona. He refuses to go to the border. We have a vice president of the United States. As close as she got to the border was a military base. She refuses to go to the border. Refuses. And the reason they refuse is because they don't want to see their own handiwork. We have a meeting in America that will spend more time listening to the reprobate mayors of New York, Washington, and Chicago, over a few hundred or a few thousand illegal immigrants busted to their cities that will spend time on the border that see, to see what's happening in McAllen, Texas. 
or El Paso, Texas, or anywhere along the border. You don't see shows done or Sunday shows done on these networks about the ranchers and the farmers and the private property owners and what's happening. You don't see documentaries done by Frontline on PBS, which did a tremendous propaganda show the other night on January 6th. You don't see them down on the border talking about the rape trees and the children being molested and the drugs on the border pouring into America and killing our young people. You don't see the ruling class media, the American Pravda, concerned in the least about what's going on on the border. Instead, they attack these Republican governors for doing anything they can, whatever they can, to try and prevent the disaster that's occurring fighting the federal government as best as they can and trying to draw attention to this issue, and brilliantly so. Almost 5 million people have come into this... (coughs) Excuse me. 5 million people have come into this country since Biden's been president. 5 million. That's a lot of people. Who are they? We don't know. Any criminals? Yes. Any terrorists? Yes. Drugs? Yes. The cartels are getting a a foothold. We have our own federal law enforcement on the border telling us that the cartels control the border. Their hands are tied. They're not allowed to do anything. So basically, as I've said many times, the Border Patrol and ICE as well have been effectively defunded because they can't do their jobs. And the jobs they're doing really shouldn't be their jobs, taking care of little kids and so forth. So we're being overrun, overrun. A few hundred people are dropped off in Washington, D.C., a hundred actually, in front of the vice president's house, and they're flipping out. Fifty people flown into Martha's Vineyard, by the governor of Florida. And Martha's Vineyard says they don't have the capacity to handle it. They don't know what to do. Chicago, a few thousand tops, have been busted into Chicago. And Mayor Lightweight is attacking people, calling them names, going on and on and on. It's their party that's doing this. Why are they attacking the governors? Why don't they attack Joe Biden? Because they're frauds, that's why. They're frauds, that's why. And who's paying for all this? For the schools. For the health care. For the law enforcement. For the damaged private property. For all the NGOs who are helping out, the nonprofit groups. Who's paying for all this? You are. And you have no say in it. You have no control over any of it. This is one of scores of areas in our society, in our culture, that the Democrats 
are trying to destroy and replace. We don't have an effective immigration system anymore. It's gone. It's been destroyed by Joe Biden and his party. We don't have enough administrative law judges, so they're overwhelmed. So they can't do their job. You have in this country every single day amnesty. By the thousands, amnesty. And nobody ever voted for this. You didn't, Congress didn't, nobody. This is the greatest amnesty in the history of America. The greatest amnesty in the history of America. And it's utterly lawless. The people coming into the country are violating our laws. Joe Biden and his administration are violating our laws. The Department of Justice has done absolutely nothing about this. They want to talk about documents and January 6th. As each and every day, this administration is breaking federal law, undermining our national security and undermining our our sovereignty. Show me one nation that has survived this sort of thing. Just show me one. There are none. There are none. Yes, this is replacement theory. This is replacement reality. What do I mean by that? We've replaced a constitutional republic with a Marxist authoritarian regime. That's what I mean by this. And so they talk about the Republicans are using the migrants as political pawns. This administration, this administration is very, very effective at the big lie. At the big lie. Now, Griff Jenkins was in front of the observatory, the National Observatory, which is where the vice president lives, or thereabouts. And he's interviewing an illegal immigrant that came off a bus this morning. Cut one, go. Do you believe that President Biden has made it possible for you to come here? And what would you like to say to President Biden? My gratitude to the president and all the members of the government. There you go. Cut two, go. Vice President Harris uh, said that the border is closed. Is the border closed? Do you believe that the border is closed or is it open? It's open, not closed. The border is open. The border is open. Do you believe that all the migrants believe that the border is open? Yeah, everybody believes that the border is open. It's open because we enter, we come in, free. No problem. And then, but it's open for you to come illegally, right? Illegally, yes, illegally, that's true. And you came illegally? Yeah, we came illegally, not legal. Look how brazen it is. Brazen. And we're supposed to believe none of this is happening. Here's Kamala Harris on Meet the Press last Sunday. Cut three, go. We're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. She's, 
Such a rat fink. Such a liar. And speaking of, here's the press idiot to the idiot president. Cut four. Go. The busing aside, how do you explain this influx? Well, again, we, we understand that we have work to do. We understand that. And we have been doing the work to do that. Uh, we have taken unprecedented action over the past year and a half to secure our border and rebuild a safer and orderly process system. No, it's an amnesty system. And it's not safe and it's not orderly. When the hell will the rest of the media get down to that border and see what's happening to those people? And count the dead bodies in the freezers. When the hell will the media go down there and see what's happening to the little kids? And to the women. And yes, the kids being molested. When the hell will they go down there and look into the sex trade that's taking place? When the hell will they go down there? And look at these people who are basically indentured servants carrying fentanyl and other drugs across the border. When will they go down there and see how the the drug cartels on the other side of the river are laughing. Why don't they go down there to those towns on the border and see what's happening to those towns? And talk to some of the citizens there, Democrat, Republican, no party, and see what they think about what's happening to their communities, most of which are quite small. When will they do that? Never. They're never going to do it, despite hundreds of billions of dollars in resources. By the three big networks, by cable, by the New York Times and the Washington Post and all the rest of them. They're never going to drag their fat asses down to the border to see what's going on.